Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Hail to the Victor's Valiant. Hail to the Cogringers. You guys have a little fun trying to talk yourself into this. Go ahead. Good job. SI's Ross Dellinger. Obviously, the Rose Bowl is called the, the granddaddy of them all. And um, a commenter replied to one of my tweets uh, earlier today and said, you know, every granddaddy dies. And SI's Pat Forty. Last year, Michigan State was number three. Beat him. Not bad, but beat him. So, Brom finds ways to pull off upsets. They're going to come in with, like, five trick plays. They're going to have fake kicks ready. They're going to throw the ball 55 times. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. I welcome the pod last race for the case of the year. The case is getting closer to me. Uh, what, 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 give us the standings here. Well... I have, I have some doubts. I got to check this because uh, game stop up. talking you're, without even, the game there's up. nothing to back no, up. I am I'm two only games one up. behind. I am two games behind. up. I am two the games standing, up. The standing shows something that, differently. Stop the steal. That is not <laughs> it. You went two and four last week. Eh. Eh. Sean, check last week's rundown on the standings, please. I I'm had a, at this. I'm I had a the lead standing. then. And I went three and three. Ross went two and four. He did not stick with me. That I, that, I get. I pick up a game. This uh, we're gonna I get to the bottom three of this. And three, I think. Right? I didn't. I go three and three. I, I'm gonna I get to I the did. bottom of this. Let me tell I'm, you. I have it in are. front of me here. Dan. Dan. The you Dominion are. voting machine that ran this <laughs> is not will not stand. Here we go, uh, Dan. You uh, you pushed on the Mississippi State. You lost on the Clemson pushed. cover. You pushed. Lo- ah. You, lo- ah. you lost on the Oregon cover. Ah. You won on the USC cover. We were together on that. You were the lone Ohio State better. That's an so you L. missed on that. Whoa, whoa. Bad L. And you won your lock of the week at Illinois. So you were two, three, and one. Wait. Yeah, stop to steal my ass, huh? Wait, 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 wait. What was this push? That was a win. Which the Mississippi State, we all pushed it. The, the line was at two. Mississippi State won 24-22. They only won by two? Yeah. They only won by two. Right? 24-22. Ross lost that one. He won with the Cock Commanders. 
He, but wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought Mississippi State was getting points. Yeah, Mississippi they, State was getting points. Oh, they were getting two. Yeah. yeah so they covered. Yeah, what yeah. the hell, oh, man? Oh, <laughs> damn. Plus two. Damn. This, oh, oh, wait no. a minute. That's, so that's a, that's a win for me, too. Yeah, it's a win for me. State. And an L. Yeah, there's so no sitting on the, we're, we're giving sitting on a line a, a win for the under underdog. Huh. Yeah, ah, it's getting changed right in there. I can't, Thirty-seven. I can't, put, I, make it thirty-seven. I'll take a. I'll take another number on mine. I'll, I, I just, just, I just changed also. mine. I don't care about y'all. But I, <laughs> uh, mine's thirty-seven now. I got a two-game lead. All right, this was. We should have had we done actual pre-show meetings. We could have worked this thing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what are you going to go in with? Two. You got a two-game lead. Okay. Two-game lead. I, mm. It looks to me like you have a one and a half game lead on Ross and a uh, two. Two, two thirty-seven and a half to thirty-five. Thirty-seven uh, victories. Winning percentage here. Oh, geez. You are like Alabama. Look at our good losses. I'm about who wins <laughs> games, Pat. Oh God, listen to you. Unbelievable. Okay, we'll we'll figure this out. Right. I mean, just I'm, I'm going to start browsing. Back. I got to take some chances. I got to take. This is going to be chance taking. It's going to be everything. It's going to get really good later. Pretty much. I mean, tough. there's three cases of bush light. Thirty bracks. Thirty. <laughs> oh no 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 no. I'm going to try to lose. No no. Old style conventional case. So here's the question: Do I take thirty? Do I take ninety bush lights? Or do I do I make you guys buy me good cases and I and I re-gift them to people? <laughs> no, no, no. You have to stay on brand and you are getting bush light okay. if you win. It's no, still not over. Well, they better put an add an extra uh add an extra shift to the bottling line down there in, in St. Louis. We're getting this done. Yeah. Two game lead. All right, let's get to this. The Rose Bowl was going to tell us today whether or not they were going to allow us to have a playoff in two years. <laughs> <laughs> the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl was going to tell the rest of the sport. The whole sport is hung up on this Rose Bowl. And they had a deadline. The, 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 the people who run the sport finally got serious. They don't have, they don't have their bully uh, Jim Delaney around to like take care of them. I believe he's a consultant for the Rose Bowl now. Funny how that yep. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny how that mm -hmm. works. Retire as uh, a new new form of uh, a consultant. Consultant for the Rose Bowl, the Orange yeah. Bowl, the ACC. Yeah, after years oh, yeah. of protecting these guys mm -hmm. against all logic. Oh, it's funny how that works. Funny how that works, right? Anyway, they were going to tell us. Now, at the same time, we had this bit, which I found related and hu but humorous. Uh, Ohio State has reportedly told the Rose Bowl they don't want to come. Yeah. <laughs> don't select us. <laughs> if we aren't in the playoff, don't pick us. So Ohio, so the Rose Bowl is going to take Penn State. <laughs> I, this is this is how important <laughs> the Rose Bowl is anymore. Uh, Ohio freaking yeah. state doesn't want to go. I, right. I got a I got a text from some uh, an SEC administrator. Uh, it was to a link to the rival story which the rival's headline is, the Buckeyes themselves requested that the Rose Bowl take Penn State if Ohio State doesn't make the playoff. So it was a link to that. And then this administrator wrote, see, even Ohio State doesn't like the Rose Bowl. Right. You can tell they're <laughs> lining up against the Rose Bowl, baby. It is, yeah. It's over, Rose so, Bowl. It's over. 
So what, what, what is, is Ohio going State's on, reasoning? Huh? What is Ohio uh, State's on. reasoning? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Right, the, I, I don't they, know. They, I didn't they read went that last story. year. They probably can't get their fans to want to go again. They went last yeah. year. So they've been like, let's go to Miami or like too. Yeah. So another thing I, I have to tell this one. So, well, th- let, me, let me talk about the situation with the Rose Bowl right now. So it's, what, 845? We're taping this on Wednesday night. We were supposed yeah. to get a decision from the Rose Bowl by Wednesday. It hadn't come. The deadline's passed. So we're, we're stretching it out. There's a little rumbling just from people I've talked to in the last few hours that it will come tomorrow. But we've been told that, I mean— you know, it's been 18 months of uh, of this, uh, and you know, I don't I don't know what to expect. Really, it could go to Friday, maybe it could go to next week, but we're told it could come tomorrow, so we'll see. But the the ball is in the Rose Bowl's court. You know, as we've talked about on this show before, if they if they want to play ball, we'll expand the playoff in 2024. I expect uh, if they do want in, and you know, if they amend the contract to expand early, we will have an immediate release from the CFP saying. Expansion in 2024. We, we're going in 2024. If they don't want to amend the contract, then we're going to have a release probably that says it's a no-go and we're going to span in 2026. There's a lot of hate right now on the interwebs for the Rose Bowl. They have put themselves in this position by wanting guarantees in a playoff that is years and years away that a contract doesn't even exist for, but they want guarantees. And I have to read one, one of the tweets, you know, it's, Obviously, the Rose Bowl is called the the granddaddy of them all. And um, a commenter replied to one of my tweets uh, earlier today and said, you know, every granddaddy dies. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great. Uh, So that's that's the sentiment right now. Wow. So let me let me try to this is how I understand it. You tell me if I'm wrong here, Ross. The road what the Rose Bowl wants is that in the future, it maintains its 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern exclusive television window, even if there is a playoff going on. Meaning, if you're playing playoff games on that on uh, January 1, you have to somehow work it around that exclusive window of time. Is that accurate? Yes and no. So that was the first original request from the Rose Bowl. The second request, they backed down off of the exclusive window and they told the CFP, we'll back down on things off of the exclusive window, but we would like to host a semifinal game two out of every three years instead of one out of every three years, which, you know, the other bowls in this group, everybody hosts two quarterfinals and then a Rose Bowl, two quarterfinals and a Rose Bowl. It's a three-year rotation. Rose Bowl wants two semis in a quarter, two semis in a quarter. You can imagine that did not, you know, that request did not go well. Yeah. And so that's, we're waiting I mean, to hear resolution on that. Well, I, I think this the board has basically denied all of this, all of these requests. Okay. They're, they're yeah. not going to yeah. bend to any of these proposals. Gotcha. The gotcha. the ones that those two that we've talked about, yeah. where it's the exclusive window, where it's the two out of right. three semifinals, they plain and simple. The board has stood its ground. It's not giving the Rose Bowl much special treatment at all. Bottom line. So, I, I think there's some little maybe things that the board will do, but it's not going to do any of these big. I don't think it's going to do any of these big sweeping exceptions for the Rose Bowl. I, I think 
And this has been the feeling for years. Uh, we wrote a story last summer about it where we had some CFP officials saying, enough is enough. We've we've done enough yeah. for them. They've got the mountains. They've got the sunset. We get it. But we're done. We're, we're done dealing with it. We're done compromising. And I think there's probably only one or two friends to the Rose Bowl on the board, right? It's Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Specifically, from what I hear about the latest negotiations, it's the Pac-12. They're, they're kind of encouraging the board to make a compromise. The board's not having it. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm like picturing, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm picturing talking to like my grandchildren 20 years from now or something, explaining them how college sports, college football works <laughs> and how it used to work. And like, yeah, those the players used to not get any money. Really? Why? Well, that was just the way they thought it should be. Mm. And there was this one bowl game in Southern California that basically told everybody else what to do. Really? Why? <laughs> well, because of the sunset. What? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the sun had to set on the third quarter on January 1st or else nothing else worked. And that's 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 the history of college football. Here. And the guy who did all the protecting happened to get a job consulting with them right after. Yeah. He retired. There you go. There's always money in it. What are you always saying, money. Dan? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, we have a expanded playoff in two years. If only so, Boo Corrigan doesn't have to get mocked every time he's trying to explain <laughs> the difference between four and five. You just be like, "Hey, play your way in, man. Just play your way in." Yeah. All right. right. So, anyway, the fact that Ohio State doesn't want to even go is just hysterical. That's pretty startling. It yeah. Really is, and it actually is. I'm a little surprised because the Rose Bowl will get a a television rating in the equivalent of a semifinal game. Like there'll be yeah. 16, 17 million people will watch the Rose Bowl. So, uh, you know, maybe Ohio State doesn't need more promotion, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to play Washington in that game and have 17 million people watch your team or your school. This so. is just purely a guess here. I don't know, but I think they got a fair amount of blowback last year for players sitting out the Rose Bowl. Like, this is the Rose Bowl you should have played. And they may know that we're going to have a lot of guys, oh, those guys who playing. opt out of this bowl yeah, game. Yeah, give but your, give your young guys a chance. I mean, that's just... Yeah, but, I mean, look, there was a lot of blowback last year this on guys sitting bowl. out. Again, this is the Rose Bowl. All right, let's get to this one. Uh, a little more Coach Prime. Coach Prime has said he will choose on Sunday where he's going to coach. Now, they play Southern this weekend try to get to 12 and 0 for the first time in school history down at Jackson State uh and win the swack that would uh, qualify him for the celebration bowl in in uh, Atlanta uh which is in mid December coach prime has said he has an offer from Colorado uh there are reported offers also from USF and Cincinnati I don't know how how official that is uh you know I'm not sure but he does have some choices Coach Prime doing his thing his own way. Is it going to be a hat dance? Are we going to get like an, a signing day announcement? That would not <laughs> surprise me. I mean, that absolutely is right up his alley. Could you imagine in his post-game press conference at the SWAC championship, him coming in with three hats and putting them on the table and that just being the press conference and him picking not, a school, grabbing a hat. No, and Sunday. It He's waiting a day. Oh, he's going to wait a day. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Prime knows you got to milk it for another day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, like no coach ever. Again, no coach has ever taught, spoken to a school ever. Prime's like, yeah, these guys <laughs> offer. Whatever. I'll make yeah. a decision a couple of days. You wait on me. I love it. I love it. 
All right. If you have, if you are Deion Sanders, which one of, and let's say these three offers are real offers. They're all there. I'm sure USF and Colorado. I don't know about Cincinnati, but let's, they should, they should. I mean, you know, I, I, I still don't know how, like this, how he doesn't have a SEC or ACC job or what. I mean, like, like if Deion Sanders had gone to Auburn, and that you could bet on something like this, I would have bet that he would have a top two recruiting class next year. You might have. Like, th- yeah. this is the lottery ticket. This is the, you took Hugh Freeze over a guy that could literally walk into every living room in the South practically and say, Nick Saban, I don't think so. Yeah, they and you did. took Hugh Freeze. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. They didn't want any part of it. Now, <laughs> I have heard, Oh, he's not that easy to work with. He's done orthodox. He's this, that. Yeah. Well, whatever. He's eleven and zero. He could he could land you number one recruiting classes repeatedly. He's a huge name, and he brings with him like five, six great players, like the transfer oh, yeah. portal mm-hmm. immediately. So, yeah. The the rumblings are he wants to bring seven players. You know, obviously is his son quarterback Shadir. You know, the number one recruit. Uh, is it Hunter Travis Hunter yeah, from Travis last Hunter. year? Travis Hunter, uh, two ways. So those star. are certainly two, but he wants to bring around seven. Is kind of what I've I've heard. He is three seasons as a college coach at Jackson State. He's twenty six and five, four and, and three, three of those losses. Twenty twenty, yeah, four yeah. and three in twenty twenty, eleven and two and eleven and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know he he's he's got a team at. I just so here's something that to think about with Dion, and because because some ads have brought it up to me. Just hear me out with this part. Because yeah. I know we talked on the show about his difficulty in managing him and all that stuff. A lot of coaches can be difficult to manage and all that and be managed. I, I, yeah. I understand that. But here's something that I never really thought about until it was brought up to me. And it's a decent point. He, he you know, he played in the SWAC. Obviously, it's one of the worst FBS or FCS uh, divisions right. there is. One of the worst Division One football conferences. And he has got talent on his team that is probably comparable to a high group of five team, maybe even some low power fives. And I think the thought is, well, he can't do that at the next level. He's not, this competition is going to be so much better. We don't project him to, to carry that over. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's just something that was thrown at me, I guess. Hugh Freeze yeah. won big when he was buying the players that you at the time weren't allowed to buy. That's true. Like the whole point uh, is is get the best players. Right. Is he going to have a domination in the SEC over everyone? No. But like if you can get the best players, this guy can get the best players. But I I hear you, but it's like the swag's not enough. Okay. (laughs) I mean, yes, I hear you. But the thought of like, oh, he's too good a recruiter. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, that doesn't really. That's not really the way it works. What <laughs> is Kirby Smart? Recruiter. What is Kirby Smart? Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, any of these guys? What all they talk about? Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Remember, Saban would be pissed because he's playing the national title game and he missed two days on the road of home visits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. It's yep. because they got out of the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the guy that could take whatever program he goes to and immediately put him into that. Cat, that stratosphere. Mm-hmm. I'm not really caring if he shows up at the staff meeting, <laughs> yeah, or whatever right. the whatever it is that he's I mean, you know unorthodox. If he I, needs I, I have heard that as well, but 
don't know. If he needs a parking place for his Bentley and his other Bentley and his other Bentley, fine. Do it. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I like again, hard to manage. Okay. Yeah. How did it go managing Hugh Freeze? Ah, oh, you had to fire him. <laughs> so, you know, I just, it's, it's we'll, too see. Much. we'll see. It's I mean, too much. Well, it he's could getting be. something. He, he's, he's getting, getting something. something. That's yeah, the, yes, that's the point. Whether he's it's got Colorado his chance. or South Florida, these are the smart yeah, he's schools. Which one would you take if you were Deion Sanders? Obviously, one is a Power Five job, Colorado. Cincinnati's about to become a Power Five job. USF yeah. is his native Florida and is in the South, where maybe he has his most power. Well, I, I saw the like the tweet today from the, I think it was a TV reporter down in Tampa, maybe I, 13, I can't remember. Yeah. And I. I, so I don't I don't know how real the Cincinnati stuff is. I feel like we we've all kind of know and have heard the the USF in Colorado. Right. Dion said he's got offered the job at Colorado. So you know between those two, it, it's hard for me to see him turning down a Power Five job. It is. But I was on the phone with somebody at Jackson State this afternoon actually, and he said some interesting things about how he doesn't think Dion would fit well at Colorado. It's too cold for Dion in Colorado. There were some things said yeah. like that and he pointed back to USF and he pointed back to and I I you know they're going to invest, they're going to build a new facility they talked about, all this stuff. You know, maybe uh maybe he does choose to to go the non-power 5 route or maybe Cincinnati comes in late or another school comes in late. It's uh yeah, that that's up to Dion to decide whether he wants to be cold or not. I, it, <laughs> pro, proximity to players. I'm with Dean on that one. Pro, proximity to talent, too. <laughs> yeah. Proximity to talent, proximity yeah. to players at USF. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to at least butt heads in the conference with UCF. You will in recruiting, True. as we will with Florida, Florida State, Miami. You know, you, you, UCF, USF should move up in the pecking order in the American, for sure. I, I, USF feels like an easy one, but Colorado would be super intriguing. And it's interesting. He interviewed with Colorado State last year, right? And so he he clearly doesn't have anything against the state. If he's talked to two different people out there. Yeah. I do I'm sorry we just didn't get a tweet from Dion saying, you know, blessed to have received a, an offer from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that would have uh, been great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then blessed to have received an offer from South Florida. Yeah, yeah. Please no Let's interviews. Respect my yeah. respect my privacy. No interviews. Yeah. And then you tag Cincinnati at the bottom of that tweet to see if That's they right. want to offer you one. That's right. I think I'd take USF. Colorado's a long it's a tough job. Here's yeah, the thing. Job. He, I think he goes to USF. I think he scores a, 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 a he brings his guys. The way the transfer portal now is he can sell dudes on look, come to with me to USF he's going to land a lot of good players and yeah. this is a good place to play. We got an NFL stadium. We, it's Tampa. It's, it's come on down here, big school. And I'm out of here in two years. Yeah. Like, I mean, at some mm -hmm. point, one of these schools is going to be like, all right, enough. We're taking them. And so I think he could land a whole bunch of good players and get pretty good really quick where I think Colorado, it's like, I mean, I don't know. We got guys to go to, Jackson State, but there was sort of like there was something to that, right? It's like we're going to, you know, HBCUs are appealing right. and all of these right. things, but it's like right. Colorado's yeah. a tough go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. It just feels like USF would be the one, but that wouldn't make, or that stay would make, where he's at. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, for another yeah. year, and then and then cherry pick maybe something next year. But U.S. I mean, I think we talked about this quite a bit a couple months ago, real early in the season, about where he would fit. And I, I remember when jobs started coming open. The first one we said was Arizona State, and then when U.S. USF came open. I mean, those are the two to me: Arizona State and USF that made the most sense for him. Yeah, I thought Arizona mm-hmm. State would have been great for him. I'll tell you what: I would not want to be any of the Florida schools with Deion Sanders in the state. At USF, nope. yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. He's especially, gonna, he's not gonna beat you on all the guys, but he's gonna yeah, peel off alma, his alma mater. He's gonna pick off of some guys that would have gone to Florida, Florida State, or, or yeah. certainly UCF doesn't want any part of this. You know, he's gonna get a a, a a much bigger share of talent than you would normally be looking at USF. So, one other thing here, and this this may be a bit skewed by talent, but still, I. I th- We've been talking a fair amount this year about coaches who won their asses off at a lower level, yeah. and that being an indicator of what they could do. Lance Leipold was 109 and six in Division Three. Kalen DeBoer was 67 and three in NAIA. When you win that much, it generally translates and means you're a good coach, and that's going to yeah. probably follow you follow it with you on up the ladder. So, uh, you know, could Dion be that same guy? I don't know. But there could be, to, to the points we've been making here, there could be a few schools that feel a little bit foolish if it works out, if Dion becomes a superstar and you passed on him. I'll go, I'll go one more that's recent. The, the stunner last night, Trent Dilfer going from high school yeah. to UAB, 38-8 and eight at UAB, yeah. a state title, and playing for another one this weekend. So it's a trend, the big name, kind of the celebrity former player name who, you know, uh, just getting these big jobs, and then the it's kind of two trends meeting, and then the the promotion of guys who have been at the lower level and making the the jump up. How about so? Yeah, UAB. I saw that Trent Dilfer. Well, we'll see. You know, high, not a lot of high school coaches make that jump, but I don't know. What do you no. think? They don't. You know, there's been some that have flamed out spectacularly. Probably some that have done okay. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, I saw a list. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to find that list of coaches that went from high school directly into FBS. There, there's a list I saw, and uh, I'll pull it up. But there was a Notre Dame coach, right? Jer- oh. Jerry Faust. Faust. Jerry Faust was the famous one. Yeah. Yep, and he did yeah. not succeed. No. Okay. And then there was Tony Sanchez at UNLV. You know, like a decade ago, who had like five seasons of doing nothing. I'm sure there are others, but yeah, you know, uh, he is the fifth FBS head coach in the last 50 years to make the jump from high school into into FBS into college. Uh, this is from Craig Stevenson of AO.com. The others were Bob Cummings, Iowa, in 1974; Jerry Faust, Notre Dame, in 1981. Todd Dodge at North Texas in 2007, mm. and most recently mm. Tony Sanchez at UNLV. Oh yeah, Tony in 2015. Sanchez. I don't know how all those guys did really, but they did the all did but poorly. They all <laughs> got fired. <laughs> Tony Sanchez. I, I can't say for sure that Bob Cummings got fired, but I know the other three did. UNLV was like we've tried everything else. Yeah, yeah. That's right. just, you know the Jerry Faust thing. That was like Notre Dame arrogance at its finest. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kids will just want to come play here. We're Notre Dame. Right. He was a Catholic school coach, high yeah, school coach Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and he hummed the fight song going to work. So, yeah, it's just all going to work. That nice. was that was really one of the weirdest things yeah. 
anybody's ever done. We would have torched that higher. We'll be nice to Jerry now. Oh, boy. We would have. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, in the uh, the biggest sporting news of the uh, of the day Wednesday, Wetzel the horse race no. four, Mahoning <laughs> Valley race course <laughs> up there near Youngstown, Ohio. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, Garden Spot on Do- the racing tour. I believe it's the Yankee Stadium of yeah. horse tracks. <laughs> race four, the winner Wetzel the horse. <laughs> The gelding. Let's just make sure that's it's still a uh, horse. <laughs> you make fun of its medical procedure, Pat. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> Pat, been making fun of my horse. That's a victory. They lined up all the horses in Mahoning, Mahoning Valley race course today. Race number four. And they ran. And who came in first? Wetzel. That's Although there was a. How about this? You actually tried to cheat. Apparently, no, there was no, an inquiry. No, there was no, a, no, no, no. Yeah, no, there was an inquiry. Wrongly accused. Uh, <laughs> there was a there was Convenient. a contention that there was some bumping. Mm. It was declined, and Wetzel the horse rightfully won. Hmm. If he he ain't rubbing, you ain't racing, Pat. This <laughs> old NASCAR. Yeah, get out yeah. the way. We're coming. <laughs> Kentucky Derby. So, slow your roll here. Tucky slow dirt. your roll. I just doubt you. You said you have found out some more information about the horse. You have talked to the owners. Give us, give us exactly you what's talk going on. You talked to the owners? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to buy gonna in. an owner. He's going to buy in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can't disclose the negotiations. Oh, it's an God, ongoing no. process. All right. Okay. But <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> trains down in Florida, heading down to Ocala. For the, right, for the winter. For the summer. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in the spring. We're going to come in strong. So, <laughs> but no, it's a good, it's uh, the PickView LLC is the, uh, is the company that, that owns, uh, that uh, owns Wetzel the Horse and uh, trains them. They're really good at, uh, they, they got a whole operation. They got a bunch of winners. They're doing a good job down there. So homebred, right? And they're right. Ohio State fans. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, Wetzel the horse has done better than Ohio State here recently. <laughs> we got a win in Ohio this week. I got a win in Ohio. <laughs> Not did. so much Ryan Day. <laughs> Should have run that uh, thing around the the horseshoe. Could have just done it right in there. Quick turns. That's some. Uh, I, I I would love to. I, I'm trying to get the. Uh, the race result here for this one. Get the see if I can get the chart. Race four. I want to. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Race four. Wetzel second. You beat Wildcat Pride. Yeah, take that, Kentucky. Second. Serger was third. Let's see what you got up in the final strides. How about that? You were not the favorite. The favorite was Trojan Tail. Underdog. 
You were the second choice. Underdog story. Got up in the final strides. So, yeah, you were in second coming in the stretch and then went ahead and won by a length. How about that? Let's see what your purse of 33,700. Tall cotton. Tall cotton. Eh, You don't get all the purse. You just get part of it. But all right, man. Kentucky Derby, no, but you're two out of three. I can't believe it. I cannot believe somebody <laughs> named. Does the horses? What does the horse's name mean? Where did the name come from? They actually would go. Uh, their dad would make them go work at a guy's a farm or something, who, who was named Johnny Wetzel. Really? So I took on oh, like the it. symbolism of hard work and grit. Okay, that's right. Oh boy. <laughs> so. Naturally, I fit right in with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. But uh, Wetzel, the horse, you enjoy your little your little sunshine of Ocala, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Turn him out here for a couple of months. I like it. I All like right. it. All right, we'll race the for the trail. case time. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Get my yeah. seal up my picks for the, uh, for the victory party here. Uh-huh. You're going to pick the same games as all of us, aren't you? No, I'll tell you what. I will go first. Yes, Ah, you go first so we can counter-program you. Awesome. Or I can secretly do it. I don't know if I should allow you to counter-program. I could just secretly send my ballot in. Be sporting. This is like we're pressing on the 17th tee here, okay? I mean, I'm I'm five games under 500, and I'm going to win something. Much better (laughs) at having a horse's name share my last name. All right. Number 11, Utah at number four, USC. USC is giving two and a half. The game is taking place in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Beautiful. So I guess I got to go first, huh? Yes, you do. Yes, leader in the clubhouse. I'm taking USC. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be close. I think this one's an easy one. Two and a half. They're scared of that event. That 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 was a sketch game. USC was way better than Utah uh, throughout that game. Whole bunch of stuff had to happen. It was night. You were there, Pat, weren't you? We had that game. I was there. You were there. This kind of mm-hmm. a crazy ending. No way. USC. The, the, this is happening. This is happening. Trojans win and suck the life out of the excitement of championship weekend for the uh, on Friday night on Fox. Now you guys can make your picks. It's irrelevant. I'm going six and zero, so it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I was there for that game. I'll be there for this one, and looking forward to it. That was a hell of a game. But you are correct in saying that there was not really flukish circumstances, but but a lot of circumstances had to go right for Utah. They were on the verge of being blown out several times. They were down two touchdowns three different times. So credit to them for rallying, but. I don't think you can live that way again. I think USC just is better, has more firepower, neutral field, not a night game in Salt Lake City with the musk going crazy. Caleb Williams is on top of his game. I'm taking the Trojans win and cover. Same thing here. I uh, This is not the one I'm going to go against Dan on. I was at USC Notre Dame, and uh, the Trojans are rolling. Not only that, their defense played really well against Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's a physical team, runs the ball well. Uh, USC entered like, you know, ranking the hundreds and rushing defense and everybody kind of thought they would just run right over Notre Dame and that did not happen. Similar type of team in Utah. So, so give me the Trojans. I think it's going to be a close, good game, but give me the Trojans to cover the two and a half. 
as long as uh, Lincoln Riley doesn't try to get too cute in this game with his play calling, I think USC rolls. They've had enough time to try and prepare to, to stop Dalton Kincaid. If they can hold him to about what they hold uh, Michael Mayer last week, I mean, they still won then versus Notre Dame. So I, I'm taking the uh, the Trojans to cover here. All right. Solid reasoning. Easy. Number 10, Kansas State. Every man a wildcat at, or not really at, where is this game? Oh, it's in Arlington, Texas, close to number three, TCU. Yep. TCU is giving two and a half games at noon on ABC. Huh. Part of me wants to take Kansas State in here with that two mm. and a half. Part of me wants to do that, but mm. I am not. I've no. gone through this too much with these TCU team. I'm not going to pick against them. I will take TCU giving the two and a half. They'll find a way. Very determined team. This should be a very good game, though. Not a lot of confidence points on this pick. Let me put it that way. Huh. There would be. There would also be this. Now, remember, in 2014, TCU got booted out of the playoff from number three because they didn't have a championship game and didn't get to play a 13th game. And then this year, they could conceivably get booted out because they had to play a 13th game. <laughs> right. This is It's college football logic in right. the highest order. Both times by Ohio State. Yeah. Like, that would, that, that would pretty much say it all. There would be, like, riot, riots in Fort Worth if it happens again. I have been picking all year against the Horned Frogs. I, I think I picked them six or seven times to... Lose outright, not just not cover, but lose. And they just keep on winning. But uh, this is one of the ones I'm going to go against Dan on here. And once again, going to keep with tradition of the season. I'm going to pick against TCU and probably regret it later. Give me the wild, Wildcats plus two and a half. I mean, two and a oh, half is a I good this. number in this game. That's the thing. Yeah. I hate this situation because I have to pick against Dan, but I really have to also pick against Ross. So now I'm screwed either way. I, I can't go against TCU. I am taking TCU here. I just think they're better. I think that they are eyes on the prize, ready, focused, locked in. Last game when they played Kansas State, Adrian Martinez gets hurt in the middle of the game. They lose a dual threat guy. They bring in a pocket passer, Will Howard, and TCU's like, whoa, our game plan isn't ready for this. And he picked them apart for quite a while. It took them a while to get it together, and then they turned around and won. This time, they know exactly what they're going to get, and they're going to be ready for Will Howard. TCU's going to win and cover. Yeah, if Ross had picked TCU, I would have picked uh, Kansas State just, just for the, um, I guess, the tr tradition of the season, just because I had picked TCU as a, a lock at times, and then all throughout the season, I don't, I can't try. I can't rationalize taking a, a possible playoff berth away from them by picking Kansas State. That's narcissistic. I understand, but I'm going to have to stay with the the Horn Frogs here for them to cover. Yeah, you know, I would say that your decision on who to pick does not factor into the playoff committee's selection, but I don't know that. <laughs> I can't confirm. It that. might. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Kurgan is is listening to the pod, man, on the way to to the to the party Friday night up there in. Uh, in Dallas. Remember they all sit around? They always show a photo of them all the sitting bacon. there. Oh, yeah. the free no bacon. one's got any drinks. Or it's like the worst no. viewing party ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like nobody is having any fun. Sitting I mean, there going, when does this end? Who signed me up yeah. for this? 
right? Yeah. Uh, Games in Arlington, there'll be a lot of TCU fans, but if you think it's going to be all TCU, you don't know those Kansas State fans. The, the purple right, people are going right. to show up now. They'll show up. Oh, yeah. Both teams. I mean, it's great. Neither team's been in a Big 12 championship game, I don't believe. So, oh, there you go. I mean, K-State is way back in the day. But, yeah, right. A lot of purple, too. A lot of purple. A lot of purple. Just a random person. No burnt orange and no cream and crimson. If you're, like, at the Walmart across the street and it's just <laughs> everyone's wearing purple, you're going to be like, what? I just <laughs> came on in to get my groceries. All right, number 14, LSU at number one, Georgia. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Saturday, 4 p.m. on CBS, uh, SEC title game. Often the best game of the year. Lost that uh, this time. Georgia is giving 17 and a half. Hmm. 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 Interesting. <laughs> That's a lot of points. It's a lot. It's a lot of points. Ross, don't try to bait me into taking a your little points. I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You will not. <laughs> mm, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mentally strong. I have not fallen. <laughs> I'm playing my Jedi mind tricks on you. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> mentally, extremely mentally weak. I'm extremely mentally weak. Uh, I'm not picking against Georgia. I'm sorry. Georgia 17 and a half. I do think LSU could do this, though. They could cover. I don't think they could win. But uh, I'm going to take Georgia. Georgia will cover. It's a lot of points, though. Well, here's where I go, just having to pick to try to win the win the case. But I don't think I'm going to win the bet here because I think Georgia's going to pound them. But I will take LSU in the points for the sheer purpose of oppo programming against Wetzel. Let's go, Tigers. Get a couple turnovers. Try not to give up any deep passes. Score a little bit. <laughs> cover for me. Sounds good. I'm gonna agree. I'm I'm gonna go the Tigers to cover the the seventeen and a half. Too too many points for me. I know they struggled against A and M. Got got whipped at A and M. So how would they compete against Georgia? I think it's gonna be one of those kind of bounce back situations. And I kind of like this game coming down to the wire. Actually, I uh, I could see like I could see a kind of a more of a low scoring, you know, twenty four to to sixteen type of thing. So. Give me LSU to cover it. I'm going to leave uh, Dan as the lone bulldog here and go with LSU mm -hmm. also. Uh, I, maybe I'm gaming the system a little bit. Maybe I think that uh, Brian Kelly is still trying to get some recruiting points this weekend, keeping it close with the Bulldogs, uh, get get a season capped off at a nice a nice big win total, or, or just say, hey, look, these are national champs. We, we, came, we came real close. You come play for us. Maybe we get up next year. So I can, uh, I can maybe rationalize uh, LSU uh, not getting beat by 18 points in this game. Well, I, I think this game means an, a whole lot to Brian Kelly. He wants to win the SEC yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. first I mean, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. And I'll take down Georgia. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they, yeah. they were overlooking A&M. Last week, right. and I don't know. Maybe they didn't even prepare for it. I, I, that was a disaster. But look, if Brian Kelly can walk in 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 year one and win the SEC, even if you don't make the playoff, that's enormous. So, but uh, that's all right. I, I'm okay with being the lone pick on the number one team in the country. Mm. Purdue at number two, Michigan. Not it's not at. It's in Indianapolis. I keep reading it wrong. Matter of fact, it's closer to Purdue. Yeah. Hmm. Lucas Oil 65 miles or so, I think, from Lucas That's Oil. tempting, Dan. That's tempting. Boilermakers what, to cover, maybe. What's mm. tempting? What's tempting? That's tempting. Purdue close to home. 
You know? <laughs> Trying my Jedi tricks on you. <laughs> Got my Jedi trips going. Yeah. I mean, 17 is <laughs> a lot of points. Uh, no. Uh, Michigan's going to win this football game. I don't, well, I mean, I, I don't know if they get Mike Morris back. I would like, I mean, they're still hurt. That's the, the biggest problem with Michigan. They're hurt. But, uh, I, I'll, I will not, I'm not taking Purdue. Purdue's, they're, they're, they're the champs of the Big Ten West, which is not much. So I'll take, uh, Michigan. 17's a lot because you, you just don't know. But, the uh, team is flying high. They absolutely destroyed Iowa last year. Uh, in this game, and uh, they absolutely are will be focused on winning. So I will take the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not real confident in Purdue, but <laughs> yeah, um, they're really close to home. And, like, and you don't think uh, Michigan fans showing up? You think they're just not going to? No, Purdue's going to Purdue's going to fill the whole stadium up. You know, they're they're going to bring the drum, maybe multiple drums. <laughs> the they drum. might bring multiple drums. That's true. You know, you know what? Hell with it. Give me the drum to cover. Seventeen. <laughs> there you go. Boom. I'm just going against you, pretty much everyone. We're going to see. We're rolling the uh, dice here. There we go. Here we go. I'm going with the Boilermakers. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Boilermakers oh. here. Jeff Brom upset Warlock. Right. Upset. I think it was Penn State or Ohio State was number two in 2018. Beat them like beat them down, beat them bad. Last year Iowa was number two, beat them bad. Last year Michigan State was number three, beat them not bad, but beat them. So Brom finds ways to pull off upsets. They're going to come in with like five trick plays. They're going to have fake kicks ready. They're going to throw the ball 55 times. It's going to be just enough. I wish I had seen even a hint from Michigan that they were self-satisfied on Saturday after the game. But when J.J. McCarthy took the hat off, the Big Ten East Division Championships hat off his head, dropped it on the table and said, this means nothing. Ooh. Business still to do. It was like, oh, <laughs> they're going to be ready. But so what? Take it, Purdue. <laughs> Boiler up. Pat, I have to back you up here. October 20th, 2018, Purdue defeats number two, Ohio State, 49 to 20. October yeah. 16th, 2021, Purdue defeats number two, Iowa, 24 to seven. De- yeah. Destroyed them. No, November 6th, 2021, Purdue defeats number three, Michigan State, 40 to 29. Yeah. Jeff Brome, 3 and 0 versus top three teams, went on wow. ranks. Rolling with the drum. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's because those it. teams overlooked Purdue. They weren't paid. How do you know? How Hail do you know? to the victor's value. How do you Hail know Michigan isn't going to? You guys have Come a little on. fun trying to talk yourself into this. Go ahead. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah. All right. Fine. Number nine, Clemson. Number 23, North Carolina. Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte. 8 p.m. ABC. Clemson is giving seven and a half. Boy, here's a game that's not very exciting. No. Oof. That's for sure. Stinky. Here's what's going to, here's how Saturday night's going to go. We're going to be flipping back and forth between Michigan trampling Purdue and that game, Clemson, North Carolina. That's what we got. I got no, this is a tough pick. Like, is the team, I don't, is the team like, does William Christopher have his team ready to play? Are they listening to him? Mm. Is how many guys are ready for the portal? Yikes. I think Carolina will come to play. Seven and a half. Man, what, a, what a tough number. 
That's a tough mm, number. Mm, mm. Looks like he's having trouble, Pat. I am having he trouble is. with it. He's struggling. Struggling. I'll take Clemson anyway. But uh. come on, DJ, play. Then leave. <laughs> come on, man. I'll I was take Clemson. Uh, I was hoping you'd pick North Carolina. Yeah, give me Clemson. Uh, I'm not going to go against Dan on this one. I think Clemson covers the the seven and a half. Yeah, need a little bit more out of old DJ. The good thing is the Tar Heels can't run the ball very well. And guess what? They have trouble stopping the run in the pass. So they can pass the ball, and that's about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Clemson to actually run away with this one in the end. <sighs> See, I'd love to go with you, but I can't. I got to go. If I'm lone heel, I'm lone heel. That's right. Go heels. Drake May, throw for 505 touchdowns, buddy. Get it done for me. I don't know whether I, you can do anything else, North Carolina. We, may, we need DJ to turn it over two or three times. Clemson to just kind of screw around and not get the ball in the end zone. Go heels. Cover. Uh, is, uh, I don't think Dabo... <laughs> is going to create a, a team that quits in the last game of the season. I think he likes the hardware. I think he likes people talking about him. But this team is not fully built. I think UNC has a shot to cover the seven and a half. Jeez. Uh, All right, I'm going with the Tar Heels. <laughs> I love the angst involved there. Yeah, that, was fun. that was fun. <laughs> All right, lock of the week. There's still seven additional games. Uh, outside those five. Uh, there's seven additional games this weekend. I get first pick on lock of the week, and I will go to the Mountain West, which has been good to me all year. Uh, uh-huh. Hey, you guys wanted me to go first. Mm. Boise State given three at home against Fresno. Fresno has turned its season around. Great, great comeback, great run in Mountain West play, but it ends on Saturday at 4 p.m. on Fox. I'm all about Boise. Uh, who's had a remarkable season. So uh, Boise State, lock of the week, and that will lock it up. Certified lock. That sweet bush light. I attended in New Orleans the last US UCF Tulane game. They play again in New Orleans this weekend for the AAC title. Green Wave lost. And got got whipped up and down the field most of the game uh, a few weeks ago, but came back at the very end and kind of made it tight. And it actually was a really good game in the late in the fourth quarter. Or so, and I'm thinking this time it's it's going to be a similar type game. And I think the Gus the four points is too much for me. Two lanes of paper by four, and then Gus Pus goes in there and they take care of business again. And uh, and the Gus Bus is heading to the Cotton Bowl. So give me, give me the points and give me the Knights. Certified lock. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Willie Fritz uh, is sticking around at Tulane. That's right. Right? Said he's back. Yeah, yeah. That's a really yeah, big development bad. for them, yeah. for Tulane. I think the Gus Bus has got to be a little like, why, why, why did Auburn fire me? Fired me for <laughs> Hugh Freeze? Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think Gus is probably a bit chapped. Yeah, but Pat, you just look defeated over there. You just look <laughs> defeated. <laughs> You're no, now out of good picks too. You're down no. to like North Texas, and I've got options here. I really do. I've got options. I'm out, actually was having a tough time deciding, but I have decided. I'm, I'm kind of mad I didn't pick the Mac. But go ahead. 
That's what I'm taking, baby. I'm uh, taking the action. All right. Now, I was I was tempted to actually go with the Friday afternoon action. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is there anything more beautiful than Friday 1 p.m. on December 2nd? <laughs> Not like a holiday day, but Friday at 1 p.m. Akron is playing Buffalo. Yeah. Two and nine and Akron was, at five and yeah. six Buffalo at 1 p.m. Tremendous. Yeah. Bl- blizzard makeup game. And I'm like. Akron wants no part of that. They don't care. They're going to mail it in. Then I looked. Oh, they they won their last game, forty four to twelve. So maybe they actually will show up. So I'm not I'm not betting betting that game. I'm not. I'm going to the MAC championship the next day at noon in Ford Field, Toledo against Ohio. Ohio has finished the season on fire. I know they lost their quarterback Curtis Rourke, but that's okay. They're still playing extremely well. Toledo's lost its last two games. Backing in here. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bobcats and the points, three and a half. Give me Ohio to cover, win, take the MAC championship, and deliver me the comeback victory in race for the case. Certified lock. All right, hottest team in the MAC. There's no question. Yep. Jeez, this board stinks. <laughs> I can't believe this. I the, the the FCS in all its flaws. It's your second round of playoffs. Get some lines out. God. All right. I'll lock in. I'll lock in with the Chanticleers this weekend. Yep. Covering, mm-hmm. They're getting eight and a half versus Troy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I wish I had more analysis uh, on this game. <laughs> uh, you know what? This is, we're going for a miracle season. We're going for a miracle six and oh week here. So I'm just going to, I'll throw a jump ball for Coastal Carolina to, to cover in this game. Certified lock. We there also do have the New Mexico State got a game to try to get bowl eligible, <laughs> although I don't yeah. know if it really counts. Right. Who are they playing, like Savannah State or something? No, Valpo. Valparaiso. Valpo. That's- yeah, Bryce Drew will be a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Three one people. where you're like, you're, you're the players at Valpo, and you're like, all right, man, our season's done. I can't <laughs> wait to party this weekend. Hey, what? We're going to Las Their Cruces, New Mexico? season ended November 19th. What? Oh my God! They lost to Drake twenty-four zip back in mid-November. Thought the season was over, and are now heading down to Las Cruces, so New Mexico State can get to six and six. It's an FCS win, but it would get them to six and six because they had a game against San Jose State postponed. So this gets them to six and six. Uh, I I said last week, Jerry Kill done an incredible job uh, at at New Mexico State, but yeah, this is one of the funnier games. I am so disappointed there's not a line on that game. Yeah, well, I would have picked it because yeah, <laughs> New Mexico right. State's going to win 50 to 0. Oh yeah. That's a COVID that's like a COVID throwback game. Like, hey, you guys want to come down and play? Oh uh, yeah, okay. I mean, what was the coach like texting around to the team? You guys up? Hey, you guys. Yeah. Like, dude, I was just Thanksgiving eating and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I need football. 44 guys to say yes to getting <laughs> who, on the plane. Who wants a trip to New Mexico? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man flow sports makes its return yeah couldn't even get that on espn plus come on <laughs> that's one of my favorite games of the year the valparaiso is now called the beacons what, what? The, yeah they're not the crusaders oh is crusaders politically incorrect i guess it must be maybe i don't know <laughs> why would wow. you change anyway yeah, right. good luck We'll be monitoring that we'll game. We'll monitor. Too. That's that's we're gonna discuss that 
on the overreaction. We'll have the playoff field, of course. Uh, we'll have Coach, Coach uh, Prime's decision. Very exciting. lot happening. lot happening. We'll be back late Sunday night or, uh, or early Monday morning with all that. We appreciate everyone who listened across the year. People are throwing their Spotify's up. Some of you guys will listen to like 5,000 minutes of this show. That's Holy crazy. Cow. Yeah. I'm flattered and concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Concerned is really it. But uh, <laughs> not all of you are dead. But no, we do appreciate it. We'll have a good show. Uh, we'll have a good show on Sunday. So we'll talk to you later. <laughs>